Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Nashville, Tennessee, USA. Let me ride one today. truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Dr. Kurt. Rick Wiles will be joining us shortly. Today is Wednesday, October 11, 2023. Israel is demanding revenge against Hamas for the surprise attack on the Zionist state last Saturday. The world is watching in real time the systematic elimination of two million Palestinian children, adults, and elderly people who have no escape route to avoid the fighting between the Israeli Defense Forces and Hamas. Now, most of the Western world is satisfied with Israel's determination to eliminate the Palestinian people. One Israeli politician has even called for using Israel's secret Jericho missiles to strike Gazan cities with nuclear weapons. Well, True News is your source for the most comprehensive reporting on World War III. True News is supported by donations and partially uh, co-sponsored by American Reserve's Emergency Preparedness Food and Genesis Gold Group. Now, you need to be prepared. In this world of ever-changing headlines, you never know what tomorrow will bring. Just last week, there were men, women, and children in the city of Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, that did not know that they would be suddenly without food, without fuel, and without water within hours. Now you can be uh, prepared as well. We encourage you, visit AmericanReserves.com. That's AmericanReserves.com. And check out the latest information that we have posted on the various uh, uh, packages that we have available for you that meets any budget, starting anywhere from a 72-hour supply up to a 12-month supply. So we encourage you, visit us at AmericanReserves.com because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Also, you need to hedge yourself against the financial collapse that's likely to come as well. And we have a special website that you can find out more information how you can secure your financial future through precious metals and gold. And that's truenewsgold.com. And that's a part of our partnership with the Genesis Gold Group. And they've been great friends with us here at True News and have just been stellar in their customer service with the people that have been watching and listening to True News on our various outlets, including WWCR International Shortwave, on the truenews.com website, on faithandvalues.com, Rumble, Gitter, and a variety of other places. We're live right now, live broadcasting around the world, a two-hour segment of True News, and so we're going to give you the latest updates and the latest headlines on World War III. I want to first of all uh, bring up that article that uh, we started talking about here at the opening 
Uh, and this is from RT. And RT is reporting that an Israeli lawmaker calls for using doomsday weapons. Rick's going to have a lot to say about this, and we have a, a lot of information to share that we've gathered here today regarding this new shift in tone. It's not just a matter of sending in 300,000 uh, troops that are already lined up on the border of uh, Gaza from Israel, but now they are openly talking about using nuclear weapons against Gaza. And, of course, uh, I'm sure that there are those within our own uh, government and even within the evangelical community that would applaud this and say, yes, this is uh, what we need to do in order to make things happen. So we're going to have a lot more information to tell you as we uh, get into this. Um, we have this headline from the New York Post. Um, where uh, Israeli defense official says Gaza will be reduced to a city of tents while a politician calls for the use of nuclear bombs. So right now they are openly talking about using nuclear weapons. An Israeli defense official vowed that Gaza will be wiped out and reduced to a city of tents in a punishing ground maneuver for the unprecedented attack against the Jewish state. As a politician for the Jewish state, called for nuclear bombs to be used. That's right, folks. You read that right. The unnamed defense official told Israel's Channel 13 that the Palestinian Authority, which includes more than 2 million residents, would be reduced to rubble in the decimating blow. She said Gaza will eventually turn into a city of tents. There will be no buildings. The ground maneuver will surprise Hamas, the official said in a stark warning to the terrorist group that the weekend assault that killed more than 1,200 Israelis. Now, we do know who that member of the Knesset is. That is Revital Tali Gottlieb, uh, a member of the Knesset. And there is her picture right there. And we know it because the Daily Mail tells us who this person is. An Israeli official calls for the doomsday missile that shakes the Middle East to be used in response to Hamas attacks. And this is despite the nation never openly admitting to having nuclear weapons. Now, uh, we're going to have a lot more to talk about regarding the use of nuclear weapons against Gaza. Rick is going to be joining us here in just a few moments, and we'll have a lot more to share about this. In the meantime, we want to encourage you. Visit AmericanReserves.com and have your uh, information ready to get ready to have your uh, emergency supplies set up for yourself and for your family. You know, a week ago, there were people living in Gaza City that did not know that they would be suddenly without food, fuel, and water. Were they prepared? Could the same thing happen here in the United States? We never know. But we do know that we can be prepared. So I encourage you, visit AmericanReserves.com to find out the latest information, specials, and all different packages that we have available that will fit just about any budget out there. And once again, we want to remind you that our faithful sponsor, Genesis Gold Group, has a special website for us at TrueNewGold.com. We'll be back in just a moment after this message from Genesis Gold. Concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? 
top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. Good to see you, Doc. Good to see you, too. Um, I have found my limit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I have found, I'm maxed out. I am maxed out on what I can do. And um, if you look behind, you notice behind me, there are books. But if you look behind Doc. There are no books. There are no books. Why is that? Because we're actually in the process of moving this studio to the new studio. Yes. And it's happening. In real time. In real time as we finish the program the guys come in here and start moving things and um, there's so much happening at one time and I I feel as I said yesterday this urgency to get everything in place I'm rushing I'm just I'm pushing it as hard as I can we have sold our church I am trying to get this um, closing done before you know what hits the fan and it seems like the fan is ramping the up. The fan is moving a lot faster right now. And when it hits, it's going to fling it pretty far. And we're trying to get this closing finished. Um, there's a lot that has to be moved. We are, if you would see my office, I mean, it is in total disarray. Um, the entire building is in disarray. There are crates and boxes and, you know, there's a lot to move. Yes. A lot. We're wiring the new office. The, uh, we have to have all the wiring put in for the cabling and everything has to be done. A new set has to be built. Lighting, everything has to be put in place. And then we have to make the transition instantly from one place to the other seamlessly. And, uh, you know, I'm working, uh, I'm working around the clock. I, I, I don't have a life. I just, I don't have a life anymore. I just, I work and, uh, you know, we got the morning man of Bible study. It's and, doing fantastic. Which is doing almost 500 people today in real time, live time. But that's requiring many hours of my work. And I'm, you know, uh, I'm getting up extremely early. And I, you know, I'm not getting younger. I'm, uh, I've noticed I'm getting older. And I'm pushing it as hard as I can go. And I'm actually seriously thinking I, I may have to sell my house and move back. Um, we had moved away two two and a half years ago out in the country and i i really don't want to sell the place but it's the, the drive time is right now it's pushing me hard it's pushing me really hard to get here and uh, to keep everything running uh it it means coming in very early in the morning in order to do morning manna uh, at 8 a.m and uh so anyhow that's my life why am I telling you this? Because I believe the Lord is getting his church into position. Yes. And I don't know how many of you are feeling the same thing, that you're supposed to make changes, get something done. There's a deadline. I feel this urgency to get things finished as quickly as possible and get in place. Get in your place and lock down. That, that's that's it right there. Get in to your assigned place and lock down and hold on. Right. Hold on because this ride is going 
to become wild in the coming months. It, it, this is... Doc, I know you've already talked about the uh, the doomsday weapon. Yes. Uh, just We just started talking about it, Rick. So when you have, we have an Israeli member of the Knesset saying, let's bring out our doomsday weapons. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't know you had doomsday weapons. That's a good point. You have doomsday weapons? Uh, hasn't Israel pretended like they haven't had nuclear weapons all this time? Look, this is beyond nuclear. I know. What is it? What is it, Doc? It's a, a, a weapon designed for annihilation of an entire population. I'll tell you what it is. It's a neutron bomb. That's what they have. They have neutron bombs. Neutron bombs kill people and don't knock down buildings. What she's saying is, a couple neutron bombs, we killed two million Palestinians, it's over. No radiation, we just go in and pick up the bodies. Yeah, bury the bodies, they'll burn the bodies, two million, they'll get rid of them. That's what she's calling for. Instant genocide. She's saying to Netanyahu, bring out the Jericho. They're calling it the Jericho bomb. It's a neutron. This is my my belief. It's a neutron bomb. It is something that is not going to hurt the Zionists that are just a few miles away. She's not going to nuke Gaza. Right. There's a weapon. She's. They've got a weapon that can annihilate people without spreading the radi- radiation downwind. Right. Okay. It's, it's called instant genocide. Or, she's saying bring out the DNA biological weapon. And that's not a made-up thing. We've reported Release that. the biological weapon that kills Arabs. She's got something in her mind, and, and Netanyahu knows what it is. And the other Zionist politicians know what she's talking about. And now they're thinking, is it time to do it? Do we bring out the weapon that kills people and not buildings? Folks, you have no idea how horrifying this war is going to become. You have no idea. Don't listen to the Sean Hannity's. Don't listen to the warmongers. Don't get that that bloodlust in your heart, in your mind. And it is a bloodlust. It is a bloodlust. I, I tried scanning some of the talking heads last night. I, I couldn't believe how hypnotized they were with the thought of dead Palestinians. I know. I was listening to talk radio driving in. Same thing. Listening to a national talk show host. Just laughing about it. Laughing. Um, you don't want that on you. Spiritually, you don't want it on you. Because whatsoever you sow, you shall reap. Yes. And... The Israelis are going to obliterate Gaza. And when they obliterate Gaza, they will wipe out two million Gazan Palestinians. And they don't care. I told you the feeling I had when I met, I didn't meet him, he didn't shake my hand. I'm standing next to Netanyahu, but I got a good look at him. I saw a man that absolutely cold cold, lifeless eyes, lifeless eyes, soulless eyes. I saw a man who could, he could kill two million people and then go to dinner. Wouldn't bother him at all. Because in his mind, they're not people. 
That's right. They're you have to understand. Beasts. Savages. They're, they're savages. They're beasts. In his mind, the Palestinians are not people. So he has no conscience that would bother him. And we are witnessing in real time mass genocide. And hardly anybody is saying anything about it. And if you do say something about it, you will be extremely criticized. You may be shut down. Uh, I'm going to show you in a few minutes a billionaire, Bill uh, Ackman, has uh, called on Wall Street bankers and investment houses. Do not hire anyone who criticizes criticizes Israel. Yes. And if they will do that, they'll fire people who criticize Israel, too. So, um, have we gotten down to her her actual tweet, what she said? Not yet. Uh, okay, let's so, go. So, uh, we were on the Daily Mail article here, and uh, where the, the where she called for the doomsday uh, missile. Uh, and Israeli lawmakers called for her nation's military to deploy nuclear weapons in response to the Hamas terror attacks that have left 1,200 Israelis dead. Rivaldo Tali Gottlieb, a member of the right-wing Likud party in the Knesset, has called multiple times on her social media accounts for her country to basically wipe Gaza off the map. In one tweet, Gottlieb, who has previously been extremely critical of Prime Minister Netanyahu, despite their shared party membership, wrote, Jericho missile, Jericho missile, strategic alert before considering the introduction of forces, doomsday weapon. This is my opinion. May God preserve all our strength. The message was written and posted in Hebrew and has been translated. Jericho missiles, what are they? Well, they're the general name given to a family of ballistic missiles that were first developed by Israel in the late 60s. She encouraged her country's army to shell Gaza mercilessly. Only an explosion that shakes the Middle East will restore this country's dignity, strength, and security. I urge you to do everything and use doomsday weapons fearlessly against our enemies. Israel, she declared, must use everything in its arsenal. And this is the uh, first of a couple of tweets that she had there. Uh, they have the Hebrew on top and then the uh, translation into English on the bottom there. And uh, we've read this quote. But this is where she's openly calling on social media for nuclear forces or doomsday weapons to and be used. The mass extermination of the Palestinian people. Right. Children. Elderly people. Crippled. People, people in hospitals. She say, "Wipe them all out." Right. Yes. Just, just exterminate them. She's calling for the extermination of the Palestinian people. And if she's openly expressing this, how many aren't openly expressing it, but completely agree with her in the? Case? And how many in the government of Israel are privately planning on it? Right. Okay. I want to say this because you have to constantly say these things or the, the Zionist uh, propaganda machine will uh, smear your name. So let, for the record, we condemn what Hamas did in Israel. It was wrong. Bloodshed is never right. But at the same time, we condemn Israel for mass killing of innocent people. Those attacks last Saturday inside Israel, which is actually Palestine. It was it's occupied Palestine. Yes, it's not Israel. It's occupied Palestine. But those attacks against Zionist Jews were not carried out by children. But Israeli bombs are killing children. Yes, 
Why are you killing children? I saw videos today. We're going to show some of them to you today. It got to the point. Uh, I was crying so hard at my home that I had to stop working on on this program. I, Doc, I was sobbing. I started sobbing. The videos that I saw of the children in Gaza, it, it's horrifying. I have 10 grandchildren. I looked at one little girl and I saw one of my grandchildren. And I'm like, oh God, what if this happened in America? What if there was a country bombing America like this? Would we be crying out, somebody make them stop it? You're killing the kids. Yes. You're killing the children. Stop it, stop it, stop it. But Netanyahu's got a bloodlust. He's going to kill everybody and he wants to kill the children. You know why? They'll never grow up to be adults. Right. Let's be honest. They want to make sure there are never, ever another Palestinian population. Kill the kids. They won't grow up. They won't have babies. Just wipe them out. That's what's happening right now. Um, I, I, look, I want to um, remind you about American Reserve Food. Uh, many of you are contacting the company and many of you are ordering the food. I, I want to encourage you and uh, some of you have been asking whether that uh, special, um, it was on the 72-hour yes. pack. Yes, they're still honoring that special. If you put three 72-hour kits in your store cart, uh, they will only charge for two. That's it right there, the 72-hour food kit. But check out the entire inventory at americanreserves.com they have the uh, they have kids from 72 hours uh, a, a month 30 days uh, 6 months to 12 months and then they have the side buckets of meat vegetables fruits eggs whey milk there's there's a complete inventory take Act. Just act, okay? The days are ticking. This is serious, folks. This is really serious. And this is coming to America. The whole world is going to change. This is World War III. Um, so, we have this uh, this call for a doomsday weapon. And um, at this point, I want to show you, we're going to show you, and just brace yourself for what you're going to see. Uh, the videos are horrific. These are videos that I found. Look at this. You see the humans there? Yes. This is that looks like a child. looks like a teenager. Uh, for those of you listening on radio, the scene is... Uh, it's beyond explainable. Uh, it's destruction and human bodies in the rubble. Some of the bodies still moving. Uh, the crowds of the survivors just walking through the smoking remains, the burned out cars, the, um, there's rebar and blocks, and it's just, it's just rubble. It, it is rubble. And this is what Netanyahu said he's going to do to all of Gaza. They're planning to do that to every square inch of Gaza. 
and I'm not kidding you. I'm going to show you by their own words that they spoke today. They're going to level Gaza, the entire strip. They, their plan is there will not be a Palestinian left alive. And Doc, nobody is speaking against it. No. Nobody. Silent. Nobody is saying to Netanyahu, this is inhumane. You can't do this. This is a war crime. This is a crime against humanity. Those children did not do the, the attacks on Saturday. You have no right to mass slaughter children. Let's look at some of the, some more of these. Uh, well, uh, I think we'll show here. Um, I want to show you a map. Okay. So we all get, get in mind here what we're looking at. So the white, there you see, um, that is uh, Israel, both official and unofficial. And when I say unofficial, it's because uh, it's, it's a lot of the land that they claimed after 1967. Land that, that the United Nations never authorized them to have. Now, I personally don't believe the United Nations had the authority to authorize the Zionists to take any land. Right. That was, a, that was an illegal order. Uh, imagine the United Nations today passing a resolution giving away uh, Missouri. Right. But the deal was worked out with Britain and, and France in order to divide up the Middle East and right. all these different partitions. And the European nobility wanted to get rid of the Jews from Europe. And, and they shipped them out and they said, let's stick them on the Arabs. And Britain wanted to get out of Palestine. And Britain wanted out. And they were tired of dealing with the terrorists. And the terrorists were who? They were, they, they were the Jews. Jews that were, it wasn't the Arabs. It was the Jews who were killing the Brits. Yes. Not, not the Palestinian Jews. So you got to understand, the Palestinian Jews were living in peace with the Muslims and the Christians. These were the Zionists from Europe. Right. The Ashkenazim. The Khazarians. They're not DNA Jews. They're, they're, they became Jews by uh, accepting Judaism. Race and religion are two different things. Right. They want you to believe it's all the same. It isn't. So, Gaza Strip, you see that uh, on the, see there in... Well, it would help people to know that Israel itself is only about the size of about half of Florida. Mm-hmm. Really, a third of Florida. If we started driving from here down to the tip of Florida, that would be the tip of Israel to the tip of uh, to the bottom tip. Mm-hmm. That's how big Israel itself is. So, it really Israel isn't itself. No, it's a very small country. And then take it even further, and that little bitty green piece there on the Mediterranean Sea, the Gaza Strip, that would be kind of the size of the city limits of Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach yes. combined. And there are two million. Palestinians living there. About the population of Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach. And the Zionists have never been able to conquer the Gaza Strip. Right. And it's, they want to conquer it, and they're doing it right now. They are conquering it right now. Uh, the West Bank, that was Jordan, and it's under control of, of the uh, Israeli military. Uh, that's where you, you'll find Bethlehem. And Jericho, that's, but that was all Jordanian territory. Right. And they lost it in the 1967 war. You see, uh, Egypt to the south, uh, Jordan uh, next door to, to the east, Saudi Arabia below Jordan, Syria uh, touching Lebanon, 
and Jordan and Israel and, of course, Lebanon to the north. And so there's been some shelling coming in from Lebanon with Hezbollah. Right. Hezbollah is in Lebanon. Um, Hamas is in Gaza. And they're, they're getting it from both sides. And uh, last night, Syria fired some missiles into the Golan Heights. Golan Heights is Syrian territory right. that Israel took. And, and Donald Trump gave it to Israel like he, like he owned it. And they were going to rename it Trump Heights instead of the Golan I mean, Heights. Donald Trump said to the Jews, I, I, I decree that you own Gaza. Well, it's not even yours, Mr. Trump. Who made you God? He didn't have the authority to give the, uh, the Golan Heights to, to Israel. But he did it anyhow. And so all the world said, well, it now belongs to Israel. Donald Trump gave it to him. I'm telling you, it's one of the worst things that's ever happened in modern history. And it is a mess. And it's going to continue to be a mess as long as uh, the Zionists are occupying Palestine. Right. So now that's we, that's what we're looking at. That's now if we zoom in on that map uh, and show the area around Gaza there. And uh, so the uh, Gaza Strip is there on the left side of the screen. And all the uh, uh, areas that you saw filled in circles, that's where Israel has evacuated those cities. Uh, Hamas has either been seen there or they've moved them out. The uh, squares or towns that are actually... Uh, that were occupied by Hamas at one time or another in the past 48 hours. And clear circles across the map are areas where rockets actually reached. And even as far as up uh, in the upper right-hand corner, some of the Hamas rockets supposedly reached as far as Jerusalem uh, the other day. And so now uh, Israel is reporting that it has pushed Hamas back across the border of Gaza and that no Hamas... uh, Terrorists or infiltrators are on the Israeli side of the border. That's what the IDF is saying right now. By the way, if you if you if you don't know what a kibbutz is, it, a kibbutz is a Jewish socialist farm. Right. Israel is a socialist nation. We're fighting for a socialist country. Yes. It's a socialist country. I, I still remember the communist flag on the wall of the airport in, in Tel, Tel Aviv. Aviv. Yes. It sure was painted on the wall of the Tel Aviv airport. They'll tell you when you go there, they're socialists. But you can't tell Christian Zionists in America that Theodore Herzl was a socialist. Yes. And, and the, whole, the whole Zionist state was a socialist experiment that they were sitting up. And it still is. And so now, even though the IDF has said that they've pushed Hamas back, there are still being uh, videos released showing uh, intense fighting between IDF and Hamas. Hamas occupying some IDF tanks that they captured in the weekend and earlier this week. And uh, also, of course, the IDF advancing. Now, there's reports, Rick, of nearly 3,000 tanks that are lining up on the Gaza border. And, of course, we did the story the other day that uh, Mr. Netanyahu called up uh, 300,000 reservists uh, in order to uh, uh, be prepared. And we all know the invasion's coming. They're, they're not backing down from that. So, And I've heard people say 300,000 are going into Gaza. No, that's what he called up in reserves. That's the reserves. They're, they're going to go in big here when they go in. 
All right, I want to show you. This is uh, today's uh, Times of Israel. Uh, Defense Minister Gallant uh, moving to full offense. He says, uh, Israel moving to full offense. Gaza will never go back to what it once was. Yes, uh, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant said Tuesday that the Israeli Defense Forces is moving to a full offense against the Gaza Strip as sporadic clashes with Hamas in southern Israel continued into a fourth day. He said, I have released all restraints, we have regained control of the area, and we are moving to a full offense. He said in an address to uh, troops on the Gaza border, you will have the ability to change the reality here. He said this, speaking to troops, you have seen the prices being paid and you will get to see the change. Hamas wanted a change in Gaza. It will change 180 degrees from what it thought. They will regret this moment. Gaza will never go back to what it was. Gallant continued, whoever comes to decapitate, murder women, Holocaust survivors, we will eliminate him with all our might and without compromise. An Egyptian, uh, excuse me, an Egyptian official told the Times of Israel that Cairo has been informed by Israel that it is ready for a months-long ground campaign in Gaza. The official said Israel has thus far dismissed Egypt's efforts to mediate any sort of de-escalation, indicating that it wants to deal a knockout blow to Hamas before even entertaining the idea of a ceasefire. Yeah, the Israel will they'll have a ceasefire when there's nobody left in Gaza. Right. They will stop shooting when there's when everybody stops breathing. That is the intention, folks. Total elimination of the Palestinian people. This is genocide. I don't care what you think about the state of Israel. You no sane human with a heart can justify genocide. A complete wipeout of a people. I mean, think of it this way. If Mexican cartels were coming into Texas and they were, you know, killing people and everything, we wouldn't, uh, you know, wipe out Mexico City, would we? And kill all the Mexican children. Right. That's the that's the equal of right. what Netanyahu is doing. We would go after who? We'd go after the cartels. The cartels. Right. That, that's, that's the logic. But that's not the way the Jews think. The Jews' motto is rise up and kill first. They kill everybody. They don't have a conscience about this stuff, Doc. They don't have a conscience about it because they don't believe Palestinians are people. You have to get that through your head. Everybody, listen to me. They are racist. Right. And they have a racial superiority mentality and they view the Palestinians as inferior subhumans. Right. And if you noticed, all the American talking heads are taking up that language too now. They're calling them animals. They're calling them savages. Uh, and beasts. And they're using the same words that are being fed to them. And when people think Palestinians, they're going to think every single Palestinian from the crib to the nursing home is a terrorist waiting to kill somebody. Right. And that's the same as saying that every Mexican is a, a drug cartel. cartel member. Right. It, it is wrong. And, and I am going to be on record defending the, the children because the, they don't deserve to die. And they are dying. They're dying right now. As we talk, children are dying. Only God knows how many tens of thousands of children have died in the past 72 hours. Tens of thousands. 
stock, tens of thousands have right. died. And we won't know for the longest time, if we ever know. We, we will never know. They're never going to talk about it because they control the Internet. This is all going to be erased. It'll all be erased. It'll be eliminated. Nothing will be on the Internet a year from now. It'll be gone. And if you talk about it, you're conspiracy theorists. You're making it up. There were no, there was no people called the Palestinians. It never existed. You're a tinfoil hat person. That's where it's going to go. They're going to eliminate them and then eliminate the memory of them. You have no idea how evil this is. So, now I want to show you, and, and uh, speaking of children, this is the stuff that really tore me up today. Um, these are real scenes from uh, hospitals in Gaza. The, the hospitals are filled with children. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, for those a child on a, a child on a, a hospital table, covered in blood, covered. That's the one. That's the one I broke up on, Doc. I, it's like I can't look at this stuff. What did that tell me? What that child did to the Jews? How did that child hurt the Jews? Please come on, all you Christian Zionists out there, John Hagee, call me up right now and tell me what did that child do to the Jews? Why does why do the Jews have the right to do that to those children? Tell me why. I want you stinking Christian Zionists. I want you to take ownership of that child's blood. Look at him, Doc. These Christian Zionists make me puke. Prostitutes for the Zionists. That's all they are. Prostitutes. They'll defend oh, yeah. the Zionists maiming those little children. Yeah, look at look at that little terrorist sitting on the gurney there, bleeding to death. If you think the Jews have a right to do that to the children, you are one sick. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not going to say the words. You know what I'm going to say. Let's look at some more of them. Yes, here's, a, here's a father yes. uh, getting out of the car, uh, holding his little, holding his little girl, and uh, she's okay. covered covered in ashes, and he's trying to get her into a hospital. And she's even though the missiles have stopped, she still has her ears. Yes, yeah, she's holding her ears. She's she's traumatized. Hey, dads, how would you like that to be your child? What, what if that was your child, dad? Would you say the Jews have the right to do that to your children? We have more here. Let's watch this. This is after an Israeli airstrike in a neighborhood. Not a military base, not in a terrorist camp. They just blew up a neighborhood. Little children sitting together, uh, just crying. Just sitting together, crying. Terrified, traumatized by the destruction that's around them. Tell me why these children deserve to die. Why does Netanyahu, why does he have the right to kill these little children? And the world looks the other way. I'm not looking the other way. i got to stand in front of a God someday. I'm going to say, Lord, you know I did everything I could. You know I did everything I could to stop the Jews from killing these children. 
Where are we right now, Doc? Are we at number 25? Yes. So this is Al Jazeera. Gaza faces humanitarian catastrophe as power plant running out of fuel. You know, they took, we had one of our videos yesterday went viral. And it was the one where I was talking about the Palestine, that it's always existed, and we showed the Bible. Um, TikTok, uh, last night it had over 600,000 views. Well, when we got up this morning, it was gone. Yes. So the, the Zionist propaganda machine out there is working to eliminate anybody that would tell the people the truth about what they're doing to the ch- Palestinian children. I just received word that it's back up now. It is? Yeah. Oh, good. We protested it, and they, they reinstated it. And we have nearly a million, million views. It's up to a million views right now? So here, this is uh, Al Jazeera reporting. Um, Gaza facing humanitarian crisis, a catastrophe as power plant running out of fuel. Well, since I arrived here, the power plant is out of fuel. Right, because Israel has cut off fuel supplies to Gaza. So the hospital has no electricity. So you know those little children you just saw? They're in the dark now. Think about it. They're traumatized, they're bleeding, and there's no lights in the hospital. No way to run incubators or respirators. Nothing, nothing. The the little kids are going to die in the darkness. You wouldn't do this to rats. You wouldn't do it to animals. Would you do that? They would arrest you if you did this to animals. Yes. They would come, the sheriff would come and arrest you if you did this to animals. But the Jews can do it to children. And some, for some reason, they're allowed to get away with it because people are afraid of them. They're afraid of the Jews. Because the Jews are allowed to kill people in mass numbers and then shut you down if you criticize it. I wish there's some people out there listening to me. I wish you'd get behind me and support me. I don't know how long we can continue doing this. This is serious stuff, what's going on here. I need people to get behind us. People listening to me on shortwave. Okay, I haven't been on shortwave radio for years. You need to get behind us. We took over Alex Jones's eight hours. We weren't looking for it. It came knocking at our door. We purchased eight hours a day on International Shortwave Radio. Alex Jones couldn't pay for it anymore. We did, by the grace of God. We need support. If you're listening... And you can't see our address on the screen. The address is Post Office Box 690069, Vero Beach, Florida, 32969. P.O. Box 690069, Vero Beach, Florida, zip 32969. And there's a phone number, 800 576 2116. 800 576 2116. 800-576-2116 and of course our web address truenews.com get behind us get behind us support us, do something don't just sit there they're killing children in mass numbers 
and the world is quiet. And they're quiet because they're afraid. They're afraid of the people who are doing it. What does that tell you? When, when somebody has so much power that they can mass murder children. And make you afraid. And make you afraid to criticize them. Then they would mass murder you too. We're witnessing the rise of the Antichrist beast system. Heartless, soulless, mass destruction. Let's look at this uh, article here uh, from Al Jazeera. Uh, Gaza's, uh, Gaza's power authority has said th- that the blockaded uh, enclave's sole power plant will run out of fuel within hours. It already has. Yes. Leaving the Palestinian territory without electricity after Israel cut off supplies in retaliation to the recent attacks by Hamas. It says Palestinian Energy Authority Chairman uh, Thayfer Melham told the Voice of Palestine radio on Wednesday that the plant would be shut down in the afternoon where about 2.3 million people live. He said this threatens to plunge the Gaza Strip into complete darkness and make it impossible to continue providing all basic life services of which depend on electricity and it will not be possible to operate them partially with generators in light of the prevention of fuel supplies from Rafa Gate, which the Jews bombed. Yes. Not once, not twice, three times. Yes. This catastrophic situation creates a humanitarian crisis for all residents of the Gaza Strip. So Gaza is without electricity as of this hour right now. They ran out of fuel about two hours ago. Which means that the water plants now are shut down? The sewer plants are shut down? Anything that ran out of electricity is Hospitals are shut down? And again, you have little children in hospitals bleeding, injured, wounded, and the lights are out. There's no water. They're going to die in the hospitals in the darkness, thanks to the Jews. So all you Christian Zionists, you take ownership of the children who died tonight. They belong to you, Mr. Hagee, Stephen Strang, Perry Stone, Dr. David Jeremiah. You take ownership of those dead babies because they're going to die tonight in darkness. They're going to be screaming in terror, wanting their parents, wanting help. But help God hears their screams. God hears their screams. He's coming someday to put an end to this this madness that's called the human race. He's coming someday to put an end to it because there's nothing but evil and wickedness continually. So, Gallant, the defense minister, said we are putting a complete siege on Gaza. No electricity, no food, no water, no gas. It's all closed. You sick. You sick. Dirty. You kill people. Starve them to death. 2.3 million people, you got to starve them to death. Oh, you're the, you're the, you're God's chosen people. No, you're hell's chosen people. You're hell's chosen people. 
God wouldn't take ownership of you right now. You're mass murdering innocent children, starving them to death. No water. Children perishing for lack of water. Right. Something's not, something really bad is coming. I'm telling you to the world, something really serious is coming. So I'm telling you to get food. Get food and water. You notice how Biden is, is systematically cutting off the ways that we can survive? Yes. They're shutting down gas stoves. They're shutting down wood stoves. Systematically cutting off food and ways to survive without the government. Would a government starve your children to death? Yes. (laughs) Yes, Israel's starving millions of children to death today. Yes, governments would do it. Governments are evil. Would a government starve you to death? Would they cut you off of food? You know, Biden said one time, talking about protesters against government power, and he goes, hey, we, meaning Washington, we've got F-16s and nukes. Wait a minute, Mr. Biden, are you saying that you would nuke Texas? Yeah, he would. You go up against them, they'll nuke Texas. They'll nuke Arkansas. They'll, they'll put a siege and cut off your food and your water. They'll do to you what the Jews are doing to the Palestinians. Governments are evil. You've got to have food. We're in the last days. I was born 53 and Dwight Eisenhower was President of the United States. And the slogan was, we like Ike. And, and I Love Lucy was on TV. That day doesn't exist anymore, Doc. No. It's gone. It's not coming back. It's not coming back. But I'll tell you who is coming back. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back. This world is on a... This is, we are beyond fast tracking right now. In a crash, rendezvous crash with God. This world is going to run smack into God. And you talk about being hit by a Mack truck. The world is going to be hit by a Mack truck. And you better make sure you're on the right side of that collision. You better have a an injection seat. Because when that baby hits, nobody's getting up except those whose names are in the book of life. Except those who have been born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, baptized in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't done that, you're running out of time to get it done. No, I, I think it's past time. <laughs> you well, should have done it yesterday. Well, yes. Oh, I agree. 
I, I agree. Every hour that goes by, you're every time. hour that goes by, you're on borrowed time. All of us right now are on borrowed time. We could all cease existing because of the madness that's loose in the world right now. I mean, when financial television networks start talking about nuclear war, you know you're in it. That's right. <laughs> That's where it's coming. Um, this next one, uh, I, I saw this today on BBC London. The smell of death lingers, says a doctor. Yes, uh, Mahmoud Matar, the head of limb reconstruction surgery at a hospital in Gaza, is sending WhatsApp messages to the BBC describing his situation as Israeli air bombardments continue. He said, we are completely overwhelmed with the number of injuries and the number of dead. The dead bodies arrive in pieces. I'm a surgeon, yet I cannot stomach the scene of death. Families here have seen their homes demolished over their heads, killing all but maybe one or two people who come to the hospital with terrible injuries. We all feel disabled. We cannot help people. And he says at the moment he wishes he wasn't even a doctor. He says, I cannot save even my own family. My children are at home crying while I'm on duty, Rick. Mahmoud says the hospital's operating theater, when it was running, uh, was running nonstop. Hospital beds are full. And by his count, more than 10 ambulance staff have been killed or injured. And he personally knows of a gynecologist and a urologist who have died. He says, now imagine this, the smell of death is all around Gaza now. There is no water. There will be no electricity, and we have very bad network connection. I am currently looking for water to drink. This is a doctor at a hospital saying these things. He's not going to live much longer, Doc. That man's not going to live much longer. What, 72 hours? He's dead. All the patients, all the children, they're all dead in about 72 hours. Do you understand what Netanyahu's doing? If you did this to dogs, your name would be all over the newspaper. There would be pictures and videos of the police handcuffing you, taking the bodies of dead animals out of your house. Right. You would be the worst human trash people have ever known of. The TV news crews would be in front of your house. Saying, you starved dogs to death. He wouldn't even give them water. These little emaciated dogs, look at them, little puppies, little two-month-old puppies died of thirst. How many years in prison would you get? And then when he got to prison, (laughs) all the prisoners would beat the crap out of him. And Yahoo is going to do it. And these people are going to die in the next 72 hours. But it's okay, Rick, because they're savages. They're beasts. They're animals. So you heard the doctor said, um, he said 10 ambulance staff members have been killed and doctors have been killed. So we're going to show you some of the scenes of um, first responders. There it is. You see these people. They're carrying an ambulance first responder. He's wounded. Uh, he appears to still be alive, but they're carrying him into the hospital. This is what this is what the surgeon's talking about. The Israelis are killing the, the the first responders who are trying to save the people who are wounded by the Israeli bombings. Right. Uh, the next one here. This is uh, another ambulance driver. This is an ambulance driver breaking down. 
Just go ahead, turn the volume up. This is an ambulance driver having an emotional breakdown, weeping because he can't save the people. It's hell. It's absolutely hell. They're creating hell on earth for these people. Uh, this next one is uh, look at the, look at the children. But doctor, there's, no, there's no lights in there now. Look at this, folks. Look at this. Look at all the children. There are no lights in that hospital right now. Look at all those little children bleeding. They're in the dark right now. They want water. They want food. They want their parents. They want to stop hurting. And the lights are out. And they're crying. That's what's happening now. John Hagee, where are you, John Hagee? Oh, Pastor Hagee. Do you have any righteousness in you, Hagee? Do you have any any decency in you? Stephen Strang, Charisma, where are you, oh mighty publisher of Christian media? Oh, I, I disown all these people. I disown them, Father. Doc, I don't want to ever talk to them again. Never. I disown them. The whole evangelical Christian industrial complex. I disown them. I rebuke them. This report, uh, Messenger News, U.S. sends U.S. hostage rescue experts and put special ops door kickers on alert. So we're going to have American special ops going into Gaza. Well, now, this headline's a bit disingenuous. Those hostage rescue experts, they are U.S. special forces. They're not civilians. This report, uh, yesterday, uh, Secretary of Defense said that we were sending U.S. special forces hostage experts. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so even this headline doesn't give the whole story. The U.S. has sent hostage rescue experts to advise the IDF on freeing 150 hostages, including possibly some Americans who were kidnapped by Hamas during the bloody attack on southern Israel. This is Messenger News reporting this. Meanwhile, U.S. special op forces have been placed on alert in a nearby European country. According to two senior U.S. military officials, sources describe these troops as door kickers who could conduct a rescue effort themselves if ordered. Uh, we already have U.S. special forces there. There were already U.S. troops in Israel to begin with, um, you know, because we have uh, camps in Israel as we speak. Um, one of the most uh, uh, horrific munitions used in battle Rick are phosphorus grenades or phosphorus missiles oh, no. they, they not only destroy things but they they can set rock on fire yes they're, 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 you, the, the, the Israelis are using white willies and if uh, we only have a minute here before we go to the breakdown do we have any video of these white willies raining down yes uh, there, there it is there's one uh, there's one shocking one where it's falling like like fire rain on a city and uh, it is horrifying. And I, I just think of the, again, the children caught in, in, in the horror of, of, of burning phosphorus coming down from the sky, right. setting their bodies on fire. And most likely, 
Uh, the Pentagon gave the White Willies to Israel. We probably shipped them over there. I'm telling you, there's judgment coming on this country. There's judgment coming on this country for our participation in this mass murder of Palestinian children that's going on right now. Let me take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Tennessee, USA. WWCR International Shortwave Radio. You can find True News on frequency 12.160 from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern and on frequency 4.840 from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. Connect with us on Rumble, Facebook, X, and Getter. Welcome back. I just uh, tossed a surprise to our guys in the control room because uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Emotionally, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And, and the only thing I have left are just a bunch of videos that are upsetting me. A lot of them. I mean, we, we haven't shown you the worst yet. We got a lot of videos that are just horrifying of what's happening in, in Palestine right now. And this is on day four. It's only day four. The mass invasion has not started yet. I want to encourage you folks, get ready. Get ready spiritually. Whatever you need to make right with God, make it right. Make it right, okay? If you're already saved and you got anything you got to get fixed, get it fixed. Make, it things, make things right. If you're not saved, you better get saved. Start preparing. Cut off everything that you're doing that's a waste of time. Anything that's frivolous, just end it and get serious about survival. Do whatever you have to do. Whatever is your, whatever plans you've had in the past, you might want to dust off the plans and take a look at it, get your family together, rehearse it, talk about what if something happened. Do we know where to meet? If your family separated and some mega event happens, do you know where to meet if all phones are cut off? In the United States, do you know how to communicate with your family? Do you know where where's the emergency rendezvous place for your family? Or is everybody just going to panic and go in separate directions? You gotta you gotta think this through right now. If you've not gathered food for storage, you need to get it together. Okay, we're making this available. AmericanReserves.com. This is a this is a blessing from God that this was offered to us, AmericanReserves.com. And they're holding this food for a limited time for the True News audience. Nobody else is buying this right now. You have the opportunity to get it. And a lot of you have. <clears throat> excuse me, but you need to <clears throat> excuse me, you need to get in touch with them right away. Whatever actions you've got to take, start taking them. We might have 30 days. We might have 60 days. I don't know what we have, Doc. But life is going to change in the whole world. It's not going to be same. It's not going to be the same. We got to go. I'm going to switch over to to our morning manna Bible lesson. Here it is. about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top 
experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. Today, we're, we're going to finish up chapter 13, uh, verses 44 through 52. Let's, uh, let's pray and invite our wonderful friend and counselor, the Holy Spirit, to come into this morning manna session and lead us. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Father, we praise you for this beautiful day. We thank you, Father, that we are saved, we are alive. We are blessed. We are your children. And Father, we exalt you. We glorify you. We praise you. We magnify you. For there is none like you in the universe. You are the one and only God of the universe, the supreme being who created all things. And we praise you, Father. Father, we exalt the name of your son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, he is our King, and we we warmly welcome the presence of your Holy Spirit. We know that your Spirit is with us 24-7, but we desire to just acknowledge every day our desire to have the presence of your Holy Spirit manifested in our lives. So Holy Spirit, you are welcome, you are asked to join us. We need you, we love you, we praise you, and, and, and we ask you to bless and anoint this morning manna Bible study and bring forth wisdom and truth and knowledge of the Word of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, so we're still in Acts chapter 13. We're going to pick back up at verse uh, number 44 here today. So if you've got your Bibles... Read along with me. I'm reading from the King James. And um, reads, And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the, when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. So hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad, and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But Verse 51. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I had to 
from today. Yes. Verse 44. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city was gathered together to hear the word of God. The response to Paul's sermon was astounding. One week after a sermon to an audience inside a synagogue, maybe 100 people, 200 people. One week later, nearly the entire population of the city gathered somewhere to, to hear Paul preach the word of God. And the term word of God in this context refers to the complete, the full gospel message, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So obviously, such a crowd could not be seated in the synagogue. So this event happens in the city that could hold thousands of people. Uh, I learned during my trips to Jordan that this, this event would not have been held in the amphitheater. Do you remember, Doc, what we learned? Um, There's one of those little tidbits of information I picked up uh, when we were in one of the uh, Roman ruins, you know, standing by an amphitheater. The the guide said, um, we know the the population of the city when the amphitheater was built because we know the number of seats in the amphitheater. And the amphitheaters were built to seat 10% of the city population. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember him saying that. You remember that? Yes. So if you wanted to know how many people lived in the city at the time, you just counted the seats of the amphitheater. And then multiply it by 10. So if if almost the entire city was there, you know, what is almost the entire, 90%? Whatever. It, this event wasn't held at the amphitheater because... It wouldn't be enough city. It would have only held 10% of the city's population. So they went somewhere, either in the city, like a plaza, or on the outskirts of the city, where they, they could accommodate that many people, and the people could hear Paul's voice. Now the crowd, a crowd that big, almost the entire city, that meant... That means there were Jews, there were proselytes, proselytes being Gentiles who were in the process of becoming Jews. There were pagans, because there was a very active pagan community in that city. Yes. And, and, and then there was just your assortment of heathens. So it was, it was a mixed bag of human souls. But the citizens of that city, they gathered to hear the message, and they came with a mix of, of motives. Just like, just like any meeting today, there was curiosity, there was genuine interest, and there was opposition. We get that online, Doc. Oh, yes. We have people who come to us online to hear True News, genuinely interested. There are others who are curious, and there are others who are listening to True News to figure out how to take us down. Yeah. So nothing's changed. 
And then there are just those that just they'll listen. They and they hate us. They just hate. And so they'll keep listening. I, I don't. I don't. Get they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't do anything. They don't do anything to hurt us. They just want to hate us. Yeah. They'll send an email. I just want to let you know I don't like you. So okay, well, thanks. I have to laugh at it. It used to really bother me. I just laugh at it now. It's so crazy. Um, Luke did not record in the Acts of the Apostles the text of Paul's sermon. Perhaps it was the same sermon that he gave in the synagogue a week earlier. And why would he not deliver the same sermon that he gave in the synagogue? Because it worked. Yeah. He got results. The people heard about it and had a curiosity to hear it directly from Paul. They heard it from their neighbor and the neighbor heard it from his co-worker and, you know, third hand, fourth hand. The people came to hear it directly from Paul. So Paul might have been thinking, hey, this that sermon <laughs> thing's producing results. I'm just going to give the same sermon again. Uh, you know, this, the thought of why look for another dance partner when you can dance with the one who brought you to the dance. That's right. So he might have been thinking that about the sermon. Why go get another sermon? Verse 45. But when the Jews saw the multitudes... They were filled with jealousy and contradicted the things which were spoken by Paul, and they blasphemed. You've got three things there. Jealousy, contradiction, blasphemy. The phrase... Yeah, go ahead. ahead. No, I I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, I thought you were saying... All right. I got a, it must have been a, a reverberation. Um, the phrase, but when the Jews, that does not mean all the Jews. It refers to the portion of the Jewish population that is in a perpetual state of war against the true God of Israel. Their fathers killed the prophets. Their brethren in Jerusalem crucified the Lord. Their brethren killed James and Stephen. They war against righteousness, and their scheme is to steal the inheritance of Jesus. It is not every Jew. It, there, is, there is a segment of the Jewish population that from generation to generation passes down this, this hatred of righteousness. While they put on a public air of religion right the massive turnout means that a large cross-section of the city's population attended the event therefore there were jews there who sincerely desired to hear the gospel but the problem was with the portion of the jews who wanted to stop the gospel The Jews um, were filled with envy. They were jealous. Jealous of the crowd that came to hear Paul and Barnabas. Because nobody came to hear them. Here, these, these strangers come to town. 
And in one week, almost the entire city is listening to them. And remember, these same Jews invited uh, Paul and Barnabas to speak to the synagogue. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you can be sure, Doc. They're like, what did we do? We're the ones who asked them to speak. You know, they were thinking, boy, if we could rewind the time machine, we'd go back to last week's synagogue meeting and, and never invite them to speak. So, envy in this verse refers to their jealousy and their indignation that the Gentiles were receiving the same message and attention as they were. Yes. They were not only jealous that Paul and Barnabas had a crowd, they were jealous that Paul and Barnabas were giving attention to the Gentiles. Right. And I think it was more than just, you know, the, Paul and Barnabas being some uh, somebody different or, you know, a circus act or anything like that. Uh, because there's a, a phrase that pops up four times in our passage today, and that's the word of the Lord. Yes. And it, in, in, in verse 44, the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Uh, 46, Paul and Barnabas spoke the word of, of God to them first. 48, the Gentiles responded to the word of the Lord. Verse 49, the word of the Lord spread through the region. So it, it's, it wasn't necessarily any ability on Paul and Barnabas' part. It was the word of the Lord that, uh, that, that attracted the Gentiles. The word of the Lord is what attracted them. And, uh, you, it is a really good point, Doc, because whenever the Bible repeats something within a, 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 a say, a paragraph, the, the, the emphasis is on that phrase that's being repeated. So the real, the most important thing in these verses is the word of the Lord. Yes. That's what, that's what Luke wanted us to hear. Not that the Jews opposed Paul and Barnabas, not that Paul was a great preacher, but the word of the Lord was preached and it produced results. Right. But it also produced division, too. And uh, that's what the Jews were jealous about. So, yes. Uh, so the Jews began to speak against the things spoken by Paul and they contradicted him and then they blasphemed him. And they blasphemed his message. They contradicted the things taught by Paul. In particular, the things related to the sufferings and the death of the Messiah. And then the Jews reviled and blasphemed Jesus. And they called him an imposter. Because... He had not been able to deliver himself from death because they expected the Messiah to be able to do anything. But Jesus did deliver himself from death. He resurrected himself. So we see in this, this envy and opposition of the Jews, this uh, it's a religious arrogance, a superiority, of their religious beliefs, their refusal to accept the inclusion of Gentiles 
in the message of salvation. Right. They're okay with having, they were okay with maybe even having Jesus as a Messiah, but not for the Gentiles too. No way. Not for the Gentiles. Nope. It, it is said the Jewish people have a they suffer with a a re- religious and racial superiority complex. In today's uh, America, they are they are behind all of this obsession about race, racism, tolerance, inclusion, diversity. It's the Jews who are directing all that. But they, they, they don't realize how racist they are. They are really... I've never seen another race on the planet that is so consumed and obsessed with talking about their race. Yes. It's very... It's ironic. They, they call everybody else the racist, and yet... All they want to talk about is their race. And, and they can't even define. And they can't. That, that, no. That's the irony of it all. And, and, and they'll allow you to join the race. And how, how can that be done? Right. Well, anyhow, that's another topic. Right. Verses 46, 47. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that God's word, here we go again, the word of God should be spoken to you first, since indeed you thrust it from yourselves and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we turn to the Gentiles. Oh boy. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set you as a light for the Gentiles, that you should bring salvation to the uttermost parts of the earth. And, and Saul was quoting Isaiah 49, 6. The phrase, it was necessary, signifies that their preaching to the Jews was part of God's divine plan. It was necessary that we preach to you. The Jews in the synagogue are addressed by Paul as rejecting the word of God. And the rejection results in the message being turned toward the Gentiles. The Jews judge themselves as unworthy of salvation by their opposition and their blasphemy against the message of Paul and Barnabas, which was the message of the gospel. Yes. They judge themselves unworthy of salvation. By opposing salvation for the Gentiles. By their blasphemy against Jesus. The Greek word that's in, uh, translated in the King James as low, L-O, signifies a, a significant moment in time. And emphasizes the importance of what follows the word low. So, when you read, lo, therefore, (laughs) yeah, it's like, pay close attention to what I'm going to say now. Uh, 
As I mentioned, it, Paul quoted Isaiah 49.6, and that quotation was a fulfillment of God's command to the Jews to preach to the Gentiles. See, this is this is what... Doc, I really believe this is at the heart of what really angered them that day. Paul was telling them, Isaiah told you, you're going to preach to the Gentiles. Yes. The phrase, I have set thee to be a light to the Gentiles. It refers to the, the Messiah who is appointed to bring light and salvation to the Gentiles. And it's the appointment of the Messiah to be a light to the Gentiles is seen as a divine decree and part of God's plan. And the hardcore Jews were sitting there going, no way, no way are we going to tell Gentiles that they can be saved. And it's interesting that uh, Luke includes this particular phrase in there because it was also uh, what was prophesied over Jesus by Simeon in the temple when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to uh, be dedicated and uh, he said he prophesies he says this child will be a light to the Gentiles so Paul uh, Luke who wrote that passage also wrote this passage too so it it ties together so if you're aware that that's in Luke 2.32 so uh, but uh, but yeah, so it's a you know continued fulfillment of the uh, that prophecy of Isaiah. Yeah, and and this, so this is what they're they know it's the truth, but it made them angry. Yes. So the phrase for salvation to the uttermost part of the earth, this emphasizes the universal scope of God's plan. Extending salvation to all nations, to all people, all races. The Jews wanted it to be just for them. And they have that same attitude today. Paul and Barnabas believed that their mission to the Gentiles was in line with the prophetic fulfillment of Isaiah 49.6. Paul was not struggling with this like Peter. Peter had a hard time grasping it. Paul got it pretty easy. Uh, The Gentiles, who had previously been in spiritual darkness, now have the opportunity to receive the light. And that light is Jesus Christ. And that light brings them salvation. So what we see here is a contrast between the Jews' rejection of the Messiah, the gospel plan, they're rejecting the gospel, and the Gentiles' willingness to accept it. Yes. Both are taking place here at the same time. The Jews in the audience are rejecting the gospel and the Messiah. The Gentiles are receiving it and the Messiah. So the Gentiles' positive response to the gospel is in stark contrast with the Jews' rejection. 
And this shows that salvation is now offered to all, regardless of race, nationality, skin color, or whatever. And, Doc, I believe that the quoting of Isaiah 49.6 here, that this became a, a, a common uh, practice in the early church. I believe, I believe early church preachers ran with that sermon. Man, it was a, it was a door opener. You, you could go to any town and, and say, I've got good news. For thousands of years, the Jews were the only chosen people of God. But there's been a big change, folks. Right. Big, big change. You're now invited. So they had a, they had a way to get into any town and get a get a crowd. So the preaching to the Gentiles was not a deviation from God's plan. It's it's a fulfillment of the original plan. Now that passage from Isaiah, Rick, the dispensationalists uh, use it in a dual way. They'll say the whole verse reads. Uh, it, it, it is uh, too light for you to be my servant to establish the tribes of Jacob and bring back the besieged of Israel but I'll make you a light of nations so that my salvation shall be unto the end of the earth they will say on that particular passage that bringing Israel back to uh, where it's called Israel today that, yes, that's going to be the light to the nations that Israel is yes. the light of the nations. Yes. Not Christ. Well, the, the only thing Israel, the state of Israel has today is darkness. Yes. And yet the, our, our dispensationalist friends would say, no, Israel's a light to the nations. Look at Isaiah 49.6. I don't understand how they can do that and, and still read this passage where Paul makes it clear that it's Christ who is the light of the nations. So... Anyway, so, Doc, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, the, 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 the rapture guys, the dispensationalists, they, they're they waiting on the day that the state of Israel becomes the light to the world. Well, Is that what they believe? They would say that the fact that uh, the Jews have been gathered back to the nation of Israel, that is a light to the nations. But it says that the, to take the light to the world. So are they expecting? Are they expecting the state of Israel? See, I don't. I don't think the dispensationalists really expect the gospel to come out of Israel. I think they, they don't think that. I really don't think that. They just think that the uh, the return of Jews to Palestine is a sign that this is a, a light uh, to the nations, and so not what it says. It's not what it says. But Paul says this is Christ. He makes yes. it clear. very clear. Verses 48 and 49. As the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of God. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed, the Lord's word was spread abroad throughout all the region. Uh, Doc, I think the, the King James uh, uses ordained. Yes. So as many as were ordained to eternal life, believe the word of the Lord was spread abroad throughout all the region. So the verse begins with 
the words hearing this hearing what hearing the gospel of the kingdom the gentiles who heard the message the gospel of the kingdom were filled with joy and gladness they they responded positively to the preaching of the gospel they welcomed it with joy and this joy stemmed from the fact that they heard a different message than what they had previously heard and believed right this was good news it was new news and it was good so the, the gentiles recognized that they recognized and re- revered the gospel message as the word of god they honored the message they praised it as divine revelation the gentiles glorified the word of the lord indicating a, a deep reverence for the word of god and accepting the word of god and again the phrase the word of the lord refers to a complete teaching centered on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. The Gentiles' joy and their glorification of the Word of God demonstrated the transformative power that the gospel was having on them quickly. There was an immediate change in them. But this response of the Gentiles stood in contrast to the rejection by the Jews. Now, this phrase, as many as were ordained or appointed to eternal life, believed, there's a lot of theological debate on those words. And we really don't have time today to go deep into it. Some believe that this is... uh, scriptural proof of predestination others reject that idea uh, they, they believe uh, they interpret the word ordained or or appointed to mean that those who were um, those were who were inclined or disposed toward eternal life believe the gospel right so the way I see it is the belief of the Gentiles was not forced upon them, but they willingly embraced the gospel message. See, the, the Calvinists, and, and God bless, I love the Calvinists, they're, they're good people. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying the Calvinists today are bad. No, some of the best churches are Calvinist churches. I just don't except the hardcore predestination doctrine that God has chosen who's going to be saved and who's going to be lost. I just, I can't accept that. What, what we have here is simple people, some are accepting and others are rejecting. That is evidence of free will. Right. Now, the Calvinists would say, no, that's evidence of predestination. But why why go through all of this trouble of preaching if it's already decided? Yes. That doesn't make sense to me. You wouldn't even need preachers. 
So the gospel is preached and it's up to each individual to make a decision what to do with what he or she hears. Yes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Precisely. That's it in a nutshell. This phrase, as many as were ordained to eternal life, it's central to this verse. It, it presents a contrast between the Jews who judged themselves as unworthy of eternal life and the Gentiles who said, I believe it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept it. This, this ordination to eternal life is not attributed to God, but to... How do I say this? It, Luke is emphasizing the, the, the cause and effect relationship between hearing and believing. Yes. Salvation is offered. The word is either received or rejected. That's what I see here. The message of salvation is offered to all. But to each individual who hears, that man or woman must make a decision whether to receive it and believe it or to not hear it and not believe it. And another verse that stands out to me, Rick, that helps me kind of sort this out is in Second Peter, of course, that where it says, Second Peter chapter 3, it says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. God's will is for not for anyone to perish. God's will is for everyone to come to repentance. That that is his will. But is his is his will being fulfilled uh in uh, the lives uh, that would mean that everybody's saved, right? If yes. that's the case. But obviously there's a a factor of choice in this. God's choice is I don't want anyone to perish. God's choice is I want everyone to have everlasting life. That's his choice. But our choice has, interferes with that. I, it, there's no contradiction in my mind I at all. Doc, I, I think that the ordaining takes place at the time of hearing the gospel. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Think that through. The person has not, the individual has, there's been no decision made by God on that person's eternal destiny until they hear the gospel. The decision is made, God's ordination of their salvation or their damnation takes place at the time of them hearing the gospel. Right. Aren't you glad, everybody, that you said yes to God? Oh, man, Doc, I don't even want to think about where I would be if I had not believed on the gospel. And believed. And think about this. Aren't you glad God sent someone to share yes. with you? Yes. It, it, you, it just didn't pop up on your radar one day. No, someone had to deliver the gospel message to you. God called somebody. God sent somebody. Somebody spoke the word of God to you. And that, we go back to this passage again. The four times the word of the Lord is expressed in uh, this passage that we read today. The word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. That's what saves. That's what transforms. 
That's right. I look at my experience and, and uh, you know, 25, 24, 25 years old. First, I had a grandmother who would not stop praying for me. So I was already in trouble. <laughs> All right. I had one of those grandmas, too. You know, you got a grandmother who's praying for a grandson or granddaughter. I mean, you, the odds are already against you. Okay. Number two, I had a relative who kept inviting us to church, us, Susan and me. So that's number two. Then Susan started going to church without me. That's number three. And then I, I finally got there on my own. You know, I, I, not on my own. I finally got there uh, because Susan was going to church. But I, I had a supernatural dream. The Holy Spirit got involved. Right? And, and the dream scared me so so much that I went to church with Susan. And, and then there's a preacher. So all of those together came, worked on me. The preacher was preaching the gospel. And so week after week, I was going to church, not because I really wanted to, but because all these other factors were involved. Yes. But I was hearing, I was hearing the word and the word was getting inside of me. And then there came a day that I said, I, I can't, there was a day I came to realize I'm going to hell if I don't get saved. It was the first time I had awareness that I was on my way to hell. And that's the day I got saved. But I took all those things together. So you might be praying for somebody that you love and care about. Somebody else is inviting that person to church. Yes. Let, let all of these things work together to bring that person to a place where he or she has to make a decision. So Luke is emphasizing the, the cause and effect relationship between hearing and believing. Salvation is offered. The word is received. And this, this is throughout the New Testament. The role of God's grace the role of preaching, the role of the human response. So, I want to get down to, um, I want to move down to verse 50. Oh my, I'm looking at the time here. Um, but the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city and stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and threw them out of their borders so we see the contrast between the people who hear the same message the gospel yes the rejection of the gospel by some and the joyful acceptance by others of the same gospel and this underscores the diverse responses to the same message of salvation some of the people rejoiced, some of the people gnashed their teeth. So it, it, Acts 13.50 notes that the Jews stirred up opposition against Paul and Barnabas. Now this, this is interesting. Look at how they did it. By inciting devout and honorable women in the city to oppose the Christian message. 
They didn't get harlots. They didn't get witches. They went to what Luke described as devout and honorable women in the city. The moral majority <laughs> in the city. Yes. Yeah, the outstanding, ups, upright, the, the, the women that were respected in the city. That's who the Jews went to. It was very devious. See, one thing I've learned about how the Jews who hate the gospel, they, they're very good at finding others to attack the gospel. And so in this case, we see the, we see the, the uh, tactic. They, they found devout and honorable women. Um, most likely, these were Gentile women who had either converted to Judaism or were proselytes in the process of becoming Jews. Uh, I think the word devout means these are women who had forsaken idolatry. Remember, this is a pagan city. So these are women who said, I don't want anything to do with this Diana stuff. This is wicked and evil. There must be a true God. Honorable women means that they were respectable. They were dignified. They, they were women of influence and social standing in the community. They were teachers. They were, they owned businesses. They, they were... They were the women that everybody looked up to. Making, and this goes back to the tactics of the Jews, making proselytes was a common practice, still is today. They're called Christian Zionists. And Doc, they're using the same tactics because the Jews realized it's easier to convert women to Judaism than men. Why? Why? Everybody listen to listen to me on this, and especially the women. Women are drawn to a higher moral and spiritual standard than men. This, this is why women are so powerful, so influential. Women are naturally drawn to a higher moral and ethical and spiritual standard than men. And Satan knows it. The real warfare. Doc, I think you're going to appreciate this. Because this really came to me. Last night and this morning, as I was meditating on these scriptures, the real warfare in the world is being led by women. Yeah, I, I can see where you're, where you can make the case for that. It really is. Who is the most? Who's the most influential in every church? Uh, the women. The women. Without the women, the churches fall apart. Right. Satan knows this. So Satan is always focusing on deceive because what did he do with Eve? Right. He, didn't, he didn't deceive Adam, he deceived Eve. And he realized then in the garden, hey, I got a I got a, a I got a, a, a system that works. 
if I can deceive the wife, if I can deceive the woman in the family, I can take down the whole family. And this would explain why Satan works so hard to feminize men, too. Yes. Uh, you know, to take on feminine characteristics or for men to become women, uh, dress up like women. And so, uh, I think you hit on something here, Rick. It doesn't mean that women are gullible. It means just the opposite. It means that they are, they're just internally wired to spiritual matters. And Satan plays on that and says they're more receptive to spiritual issues than men. Therefore, if I can deceive the woman, I'll automatically deceive the husband and the children. And this is why most Christian Zionists in this country are women. They were deliberately targeted by Jews to deceive the men in the church. Right. So they went after significant women in the city to go after Paul and Barnabas. They had a strategy. And then it says the chief men of the city. These were the judges, the leaders, the city councilmen. These were the business leaders, the chief men of the city. So they used the influential women to rile up the chief men of the city. Satan knows how to do this stuff. Same tactics are being used today on social media to get people deplatformed. If you can get a group of women angry about somebody online, they will go to men who own the companies and say, take them down. Right. Think about it. Think, think about Think, yeah. I hadn't considered that before, Rick. But yes, you're absolutely right. So, Doc, this is telling me that we really need to mobilize the women who are part of our ministry. Amen. They're, they're on the front lines. The opposition, the purpose was to drive Paul and Barnabas out of the city. And it, for one reason, expelling them was easier than arguing with them. Deplatforming them. They deplatformed them. Deplatformed them. We don't want. We don't want to waste our time refuting their beliefs. We just get rid of them. So, wow, times do not change, do they? Nothing. But we're seeing here the pattern that you're going to see in the rest of Paul's life. He goes to the synagogue. He preaches. The next thing you know, the Jews are trying to kill him or put him in prison. And then we get down to verse 51. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came to Iconium. Paul and Barnabas obeyed the commandment of Jesus to shake off the dust of their feet against anybody who rejected their message. This uh, commandment is in Matthew 10, 14, Luke, I mean, Mark 6, 11, and Luke 9, 5. Right. So they, they simply did what, what they heard the Lord say. Just uh, 
shake off the dust, move on, go to the next town. And this this act of shaking off the dust, it, it symbolizes a declaration that the unbelieving and the hostile Jews had defiled themselves by rejecting the message of salvation. It, it's a symbolic act to demonstrate that Paul and Barnabas had fulfilled their duty to proclaim the gospel in that city. And it, it signifies that the blame for rejecting the gospel rested on the people who heard it, not yes. the messengers. The last thing you ever want to see is a preacher shaking dust off of his feet. Verse 52, the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Doc, I had a, a little epiphany last night on this because you know what? How we talk about we we read the gospel over and over and over, and we 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 misinterpret something through. I don't know how why we do it. I don't know why. Doc. We probably hear a, a, an interpretation of it, and then we turn around and we guess that. So, in my mind, and I and I caught this last night as I was studying. The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. If you would have asked me before last night, what does that mean? I would have said, Paul and Barnabas were just, they just danced their way out of town. <laughs> they were, they shook off the dust and they were, Paul and Barnabas just well, left town laughing and, and singing. That's not what it says. It says the disciples. Yes, not, not, not Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas were already filled with the Holy Spirit and with joy. Yes. It's it, the disciples who were filled with joy. And this joy came from this profound impact of the gospel on their life that brought forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And these disciples in Antioch of Pisidia, these are the same disciples that Paul addresses in the letter to the Galatians. The very same group of people. Uh, that, because that's the area of Galatia there. And so it all ties together. And so when you read Galatians now, uh, next time you read Galatians, you'll remember th this episode that happened and uh, everything that uh, came about as a result of it. You're right, Rick. It's the disciples that were filled with the Holy, Holy yeah. Ghost. So that's good. Absolutely. Stay close to the Lord. Things are changing in the world. They're going to change rapidly. You want to be in the light because the world's going to be in darkness. Amen. But our assignment, according to Isaiah, is to take the light to the darkness. Yes. That is our assignment. We are to take the light to the darkness. We're not to be afraid of the darkness. We are to invade the darkness with the light of Jesus Christ. So the world is going to become very, very dark in the coming weeks and months. Do not be afraid of the darkness. Light up the world around you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Lord will be with you. You'll get opposition. Doesn't matter. The Lord will be with you. Invade. You're right. Invade. Invite. Invade. 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 We're more than conquerors. Through him who loved us.
That's right. Goodbye, everybody. Love you. God bless you. See, uh, join us tomorrow for the next edition of Morning Manna. Hey, welcome back. We've got about uh, four minutes remaining to the end of the program. And uh, for those of you who are listening on WWCR International Shortwave or watching us on Rumble or X, Getter, on our own platforms, uh, truenews.com and faithandvalues.com, I really want to sincerely invite you to become a member of Faith and Values faithandvalues.com it's our new platform we launched it in September and it's our own platform we're offering a 7 day free trial and a membership of $9.99 per month right now there's a special $99.99 annual so you prepay for a year and um, you're getting a discount what's the money go towards It's, it's the base of our operation it costs a lot for us to do what we do. And we are woefully underfunded and overworked. You have no idea. The, some of us are doing the work of the work of three or four people. Yes. And Doc and I, we both worked in large organizations. I've, I've worked in uh, three television networks. I've worked in, in, in various media organizations, and I can tell you how many employees that they have in those organizations. And we don't have anything like that. We're, we're, we're doing things that in other organizations, three, four, five people would be assigned to those tasks. And we just need more support. And that's what this membership is about. It's not a fee. It's a membership. It's you saying, I'm a member of this community of faith with you. And I'm going to put $9.99 every month into backing you guys and taking some of the stress off of you and giving you the resources to expand and grow and hire people. That's what this is all about. And we invite you to become a member. Check it out for seven days. We were talking about the light. The light. Don't be afraid of the darkness. Be the light. One of the great prophecies about the second coming of Jesus Christ is in Isaiah. Most of Isaiah is about Jesus Christ. But chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. The nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. And your daughters shall be carried at your side. Then you shall see and be radiant. And your heart shall thrill and rejoice. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted to you. And the wealth of the nations shall come to you. And it goes on in this prophecy. This is about the church. Yes. We, the light of God, the light of Jesus Christ is upon us. And darkness, gross darkness is coming upon the world. It's happening right now as we speak. 
darkness is coming upon the world. And God says to his people, rise. Let the light shine upon you. Let the light shine from you. Go into the nations and be the light of the world. Go and represent my son and light up these dark nations. Because Jesus Christ is coming back. We are sent to all the nations to represent the King of Glory. That is our duty. That is our responsibility. And it is our privilege to do it. Thank you so much for being with us today on True News. We'll be back here tomorrow. God bless you. God bless you. This is Worldwide Christian Radio, WWCR, Nashville, Tennessee, USA. Rumble, Facebook, X, and Getter. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.